Hello and welcome to another episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast. I'm lead instigator and a host, Brant Goble, and I'm joined by... Brennan Goble. And Tyler Thomas. And we are here at the RSL Team Store with... Thomas Warren. Thomas Warren. <laughs> the What's your title? General Manager or... Big D- Deal? Director of Merchandise. Director Ooh. of Merchandise. Well, thank you for letting us come out and bug the crap out of you today oh absolutely i i love doing this stuff this is great so one of the things we do on this podcast is one of the reasons we started it is to obviously talk about soccer but also find out how people came to soccer are you were you born and raised a soccer fan did you what kind of fan are you yeah yeah tell us about your fandom Uh, i'm new to soccer fandom i you know i grew up in utah so you know, understanding the local culture and those types of things and being the age I am in my early 40s, you know, baseball, football, all those types of things were super popular. Uh, going into high school, like soccer was not a major sport. So um, being a young kid, I, w- I grew up watching baseball and, and enjoying, um, you know, collecting training cards and that type of stuff. And it wasn't really until the 94 World Cup. Yep, 94. 94. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I tapped into that. I bought that crazy jersey. Yeah. <laughs> the stars or the stripes? Which the one? stars. I stars. got the stars. Yeah, good. So, I mean, that All was right. my first introduction, but, I mean, really, I, am I poser status at that point? <laughs> no. So, back in, like, late 2010, I moved up to Seattle uh, to for work. Where they invented it. Where they invented soccer. soccer. Yeah. Just ask That's them. where they That's came from. That's what they say, yeah. Um, so, I can truly say that my soccer fandom is mostly and strictly mls based nice. not a huge epl or uefa fan I, okay you know i didn't play the video game didn't yeah no, no okay. more of a call of duty kind of <laughs> like yes. <laughs> shoot soccer players yeah yeah, yeah. right nazi zombies kind of guy more than uh fifa okay, right bro. so so no like i had a ton of friends uh from when I went to Utah State, I had a ton of friends that moved up to uh, Seattle, Washington, and I moved up there and started, you know, enjoying soccer, playing on co-ed uh, rec teams with them, and then going to Sounders games. You've never a Sounders fan. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, let's clarify that. That <laughs> yeah. has to be put out there. <laughs> I still want but, my job. But once you get outside of Utah and you go to major metropolitan areas like that and they have NFL stadiums and they get, you know, you know, Bigger scale. Lumen Field at the time it was CenturyLink was right next to T-Mobile Park. So oh, yeah. like you could yeah, go to Seattle. They're both right on the train right, line, yeah, right, right next yeah. to each other. So you yeah. could go to a, a afternoon Sounders game and then walk right next door and get an eleven dollar uh, ticket to go see the Mariners play. So <laughs> that's so gnarly. Yeah. So you know, being up there with not a lot of responsibility besides work, it was really easy for us to go and and kind of tap in tap into that sports culture, and that's really where I started to you know get into major league soccer and um you know following you know the players that we have in the league and that type of thing so nice yeah nice and what brought you to real salt lake uh so i'm originally from utah um i lived in seattle for five years and back in about 2013 2014 uh through a friend real salt lake reached out to me to take the position that i'm currently in uh, and I turned it down at the time. Ooh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, big time and yeah, play hardball. Yeah, I was I was really kind of trying to plan on staying in the Seattle area. And, yeah. Um, it wasn't until 
excuse me, 2015 that um, I made the decision to move back to Utah and had reached out again to see if, you know, uh, if the same position was open and, and how they were feeling about it. And um, they knew the interest was there, but at the time it just wasn't really right. So it took you know, a few years for me to kind of land back into the position and, and, and figure out, you know, where I was going to fit within, uh, Real Salt Lake. So, um, through, a, you know, through communication channels, I found out that the opportunity was available and I immediately jumped on it. And, uh, it was a really easy decision to, to make the transition from working in like a conventional retail sort of environment to come over to professional sports. And so, yeah, it was after the 2017 season. Um, the individual that was in my position previously had stepped down, uh, and they needed somebody to come in and, and fill the void, and that's where I come into play. Nice, nice. And, and you're in charge of all merchandising. So what does that kind of entail? So, yeah, merchandising and retail operations for the club. That includes um, all the teams associated so back in 18 through 20, uh, I also was involved in Utah Royals FC. Um, I'm involved in uh, the Monarchs. Uh, we, you know, we handle all of the merchandise for 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 the Monarchs. Um, I manage the team who's responsible for game day sales. Um, you know, everything retail related that is not food and beverage falls okay. falls within my my realm my nice it falls on my shoulders well so what did you um what type of schooling did you do you said you were in did your schooling in utah right hard knocks baby hard knocks <laughs> <laughs> well what i mean what was your major what got you into into that side of things uh so i actually never finished uh college i was going to utah state and was That's working a high five yeah That's a high, high five, high five yep. across the Off table the there yeah sorry uh, are you supposed to go to college <laughs> i don't know no, see <laughs> I, I, I'm old enough where I don't even think that was a requirement. I know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, so I was going to Utah State. I was studying business administration, basically just partying and hanging out. And like you do. It, like you do mm -hmm. in college. When That's you study what business. Utah State's for, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not BYU. Um, no, I, like my sister's a... Uh, interior designer she is huge into merchandising she used to do windows for zcmi back in the day like Ooh. back in the 90s yeah. like that Ooh, time back of when thing. there was a zcmi back yeah. when that was a thing in the community <laughs> right so um down at the mercantile i guess yeah that's the m in zcmi for those of you that didn't catch that oh yeah did not catch it <laughs> sorry um so i think it's just in the blood like i you know i i've got a long career i started you know, as a very young kid, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14, working in baseball card shops and, you know, doing those types of things. And then that quickly transitioned into, um, you know, when I was 16, easily, uh, you know, getting into roles and, and jobs that allowed me to have, like, organizational and merchandising skills, whether it be like a grocery store or a music shop or something like that. So growing up in Utah... Um, if you're all familiar, like right out of high school, I started working for Graywell, the, yeah. the, the CD, CD shop, yeah. you know, that type of stuff. So uh -huh. I really kind of started to get the footing on kind of how the, the whole retail and like marketing and merchandising and that type of thing started to work out. You know, companies buy into things, they give you advertising dollars, they want you to 
to feature and advertise certain products. So that was something that just really became natural to me. Um, and then when I started, the reason I dropped out of school was to get into like a, a retail management job. Uh, with with Zoomies during the really like you high worked for Zoomies, man. Yeah, are man. you serious? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, no wonder wave, you got such a cool dude. vibe. I knew you yeah. had such a cool vibe. That's but this why. was back in like this was back in <laughs> I think like '99 when they Still, really it didn't matter, man. I mean, store what? How many stores did they? I probably have like 600, 700 stores now. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was like opening store number sixty. No <laughs> way! That's so gnarly. Yeah. So yeah. this is this goes way back, and 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 hopefully some some fans out there uh, know who I am and recognize this. But like, I still keep in touch with a lot of people that I met back in the day. Um, Cassidy is somebody that comes to mind and she is part of like the AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And because of that relationship, like um, I've been able to leverage uh, my position here in order to help, you know, uh, her causes and those types of things. Like we did a $10,000 donation uh, oh, wow. in, in connection with the RSL Foundation to and, nice. and Brandon Steinecker. You guys all know Brandon. Yeah. Um, we all combined our efforts and did a big ten thousand dollar donation just because of that one little relationship I had with Zoomies all the way back oh, in like the early two thousands. Yeah, for the suicide prevention for the state of Utah, or uh, it's a it's a national foundation, but this one was specific to the Utah chapter. Okay. Yeah. So that's a sidebar. Ooh. Seven degrees yeah. of separation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> We're all related. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> So, I mean, that's a that, no. That's great. That's, that's kind of that's, a sidebar, really but cool. like that, yeah. you know, Zoomies really kind of kicked it off for me, and then I got into you know working for companies like Backcountry.com, uh, which led me into higher positions with Zoomies, and that's what actually ultimately took me to Seattle. Was working in their home office, uh, running you know multi-million dollar categories in footwear for brands like Nike, Vans. Adidas, DC Shoes, like all the skate brands. You're Supra. Always, Supra. Yeah, Supra oh, was one of my go. main accounts. So Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> like, I'm so jealous. Yeah. It, it, to make this long story a little bit shorter, like, I have tremendous amounts of retail and merchandising experience that um, has gotten me to where I think we are in our merchandising strategy as Real Salt Lake today. Mm-hmm. Um it, and I think that's why we're seeing such like such success um, in, in in where we are, you know, with the product that we carry and the product that we sell within the store now. So well, that's super that's awesome. awesome. That sounds like so, it's just a natural thing for you. Yeah. So what, towards it. one of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast is the matchups of the uniforms. So we we, we love kit. at least oh. weekly we we oh. have a kit alignment matchup or best kit of the week. And so, you know, off the top of your head, besides Real Salt Lake, what, what's your favorite other – do you have a favorite other colors, jersey in the I mean, league? He probably doesn't even pay attention or, to that. He's probably not I don't weird know, like just, us. So I, my musical background takes me into the Hendrix kit that Seattle wears, even though we all hate the Sounders. But that <laughs> kit is – With the purple? The purple, the black. I mean, that's yeah. just hands down just – 
That's beautiful. Red. The the pink roses on Timbers. Oh no! They hate it. It's like oh, my favorite oh, jersey. It's, it's the church couch, bro. No, it's dude. so hard to see. I can't look tasteful. at it. I think the pink so roses bad. is great. Like, oh, it's great. You know, I think I I do enjoy that one quite a bit. Um, okay. I mean, I mean, at least he mentioned the Jimi Hendrix one first. That's true. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, I mean. Okay. It, Honestly, guys, like the stuff, not just with Real Salt Lake, but on a league level that's going to start coming out starting next year, like 2023 and beyond, your your minds are going to be blown. We're going to actually do some cool stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and we're already talking designs for 2025, which I am... Well, what, what can I you mean, prove I, you? Nothing. You can't nothing. give anything away. So, so 2023, I'm going to tell you this. It's not, okay. It is not a white kit. Ooh. Okay. Because so, that's so the only thing I've hated about Real Salt Lake for the most part. Is so we've their, been all white. Is, well, no, no, I don't mind the all white. I mean, it's kind of classic. But we've always been very boring, I guess you could say, from my perspective. Not to, like, diss anybody who's designing it. But we haven't really stepped outside to do something different. Do you know what I mean? So the the, the, the away, the, we call it a secondary because yeah. we don't always wear it on the road, right? Because the not. current white kit that we have was kind of an homage back into, like, SLC Punk, like the Believe Heritage, kind of pulling Brandon into the mix as far as like the inspiration behind that. So if you actually look into the elements of the jersey itself, there's a very kind of like Sex Pistols, almost like... the white, This year's this white year's one is white. different. Well, it's last no, year's. It was new last well, year. Well, it was yeah, new yeah. last year, right? But I, that was the only white one that I've really enjoyed because before it's been very plain, you know, just... Well, the, they did have the red... Like what do they call that one? The street, the the, 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 the glitch, glitch, the digital yeah. glitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one yeah. was kind of the cool. glitch. Yeah. I have that one. I, I really. Like but it. this one, the, the the one that we we introduced in twenty twenty one, which is the current white kit that we wear, was really kind of the beginnings of us having a lot more say with Adidas on oh, yeah. where where we want kit direction to go. Cool. Um, in my opinion because of COVID and some of the things that we were going through as an organization with new ownership and some of the stuff that we <laughs> that were, must have been a nightmare. We right? were experiencing. <laughs> I don't think we did that Jersey justice when it came to actually telling the story and why we designed the Jersey in that way, um, okay. which is something you're going to actually start to see moving forward with, you know, the 2023 kit, the 2024, um, and beyond. So cool. that's it, exciting. And, and part really of it's is. part of it's just, Adidas really listening and and understanding what we need is like a club and organization, uh, not just at Real Salt Lake's level, but at Major League Soccer's level. So we, um, I travel on the road with like Tyler Gibbons, who's our VP of marketing, um, our digital designer, David Dryden. We go, we actually went up to Adidas, up to their headquarters in Portland, sat down with them when it came to the design on the next home kit, the 2024 kit and we actually sat down with the design team who does all the epl stuff uh in oh, cool in germany uh in europe wow. and we actually sat down with that d- design team and had a free flow of kind of like this is what we like this is what we don't like this is what we want changed and they were super open and 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 um uh accommodating when it came to what we wanted our kit design to look like and that's just what you can kind of experience from here on out. Nice. Um, so next year, you're going to see a huge, huge change in um, not only the body of the, the, the jersey itself, 
mm-hmm. uh, coming from the Adidas side that's dri- driven from technology and, 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 and that side of the business. But we actually now have a channel that allows us to listen to what our fan base is saying and it allows us to go in and do some creativity and do some design that, I mean, we've shown it to people. Like we've we've shown them what you're going to show it to three more people. <laughs> Is that right? Like the people maybe. sitting in this room, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Huh? Say. We'll see. But but like behave. You know, the jersey is such an iconic piece, right? So you're going to have either the lovers or the haters, right? Yeah. But I think I think at a retail standpoint, when I look at it and when we look at it as a club and an organization, everybody's going to have, they're going to say hot, they're going to say hot damn when they see it. I mean, regardless of if you love it or hate it, it's going to be something that uh, I think that it's going to pique the interest of anybody who is in this market and, and follows Real Salt Lake. Right. And then, and then, like I said, (laughs) as we, as we approach 2024 and I'm even starting to receive, uh, messages in my inbox talking about 2025 where nice. um we are talking to people like organizations outside of real salt like outside of soccer that really has no affiliation with soccer but what yeah we're talking what? to organizations you're choosing your words very wisely <laughs> this is nice i'm yeah, like come yeah, on like, slip uh, up just a little <laughs> bit no 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 <laughs> it's crazy i like 2025 has me so excited about the direction that we're going in that um, I don't think anybody can really hate on what what it is we're trying to accomplish. Awesome. So, like, How does it all work with the kits? RSL has a main and a secondary. What about a third kit? How do, how do teams, some teams get third kits? How does the, the how process does the work? work? Yeah. So, the th- so Major League Soccer... Uh, <laughs> has is an agreement just, with Adidas, right? I mean, they have they have the exclu- Adidas has the exclusivity that is a contract. So with the league, with the league, yeah. So every team wears an Adidas jersey, and uh, going through their strategy, every team gets two jerseys straight up. Every jersey alternates years. Light dark, ours, yeah, light dark. Ours, even years we get the new home or the primary. Odd years we get the new secondary or away kit. Um, they have certain benchmarks that you have to hit in order to even obtain the status to to even consider a third kit. So sales goals. It sells goals. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so Seattle is probably <laughs> the number one selling jersey in all of Major League Soccer. Like, and they really? can't. They can't the even. The green one. They can't even hit that benchmark. Oh, really? So, currently, there is no team in Major League Soccer developing a, a third, third kit, de- designated third kit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. And so, what you've seen over the last couple of years uh, with with programs that are coming out, and the reason why you guys are giving me so much money <laughs> <laughs> is you get the prime blue, which is the recycled jersey. They, yeah. they wear one game a year. You know, this year it was the white with the peach. The peach that 
Oh my god, you couldn't even see like <laughs> Yeah, that's what we were saying. Like we can't see the number or Why the name. Why did LAFC get the black logo on the front and everybody else had to have peach? Right, right. What yeah, did that I don't happen? know. Right? Yeah, he spent like, a lot of money on that. So oh. so we get those programs. Um, my which wife is, has that jersey. She loves it. Oh, I think the flex one or the the real salt lake. No, the real Good, good. I was scared there for a minute. So those are super cool. Like yeah. I'll be honest, like I people buy into it and we sell a we sell a ton of them. Okay. Um, the the warm up top yeah, summer the top practice, program the yeah, practice jerseys. the pride ones yeah. I like the pride so ones. we have the pride we do Americana yeah, we do USA salute to service they yeah, share that's which. the one that's upcoming right well we have it out we launched it on the game versus LAFC this last weekend and we're gonna do a giveaway <gasps> what wink wink dun, dun, hint hint uh, so I just got chills can I win. Yeah. No. So uh, they don't make your size. Salute to service, <laughs> and then they do. <laughs> they don't make old. <laughs> Correct. Right. Sure. Right. They old. all look really cool. <laughs> uh, and then kick childhood cancer. So and Ooh. and they've started doing this thing, and they introduce it, and the players get to wear it on the field to some extent, and that type of thing. So that's kind of Major League Soccer's way to sort of subsidize the 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 things we see in like the EPL with the third you know, the third kit type of a deal. Um, Major League Soccer is very aware of that in, you know, in soccer. Um, The thing about Major League Soccer is they like to kind of just be their own thing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you get across the board when it comes to American sports is like... Do it our way. We do it our well, way. We drive on one side of the road. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, we and do so, everything our well, way. And the hard thing about it is, like, you look at football, baseball, and basketball, like, those are all very American sports. And then we're trying to Americanize something that's absolutely not, <laughs> not American, American whatsoever. So that's, that. you know, Major League Soccer is very aware of, of what this is. And I think there needs to be that understanding of, like, we know we're not this. Hmm. So we are, you know we're kind of that so we're trying to make it our own thing and and you'll see that like i think for a while they were doing like our own soccer like our soccer you know our game our game that type of thing so it's hard to do especially now with so much international influence coming in with you know what we just saw this last weekend with Bale and Vela and you know all jerks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, you know, those respect. The, you was, know. the circus came to town, right? right. When yeah. the circus came to town, but uh, you know, we're still dealing with a very young league. We're still dealing with somebody. I mean, it's fun. It's great. It's exciting. It's it's. There's a lot of energy behind it, but I think people need to let go of that expectation that. We are, we're not trying to be the EPL. Yeah, we're not trying to be Madrid. (laughs) We are not trying to be that. Spanish league. We're trying to be American soccer, and and I think like once you kind of let go of 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 that stigma, that stigma, um, you can really start to kind of focus in and enjoy like what it is that we actually try to do and achieve. Yeah, yeah. We interviewed Spencer Warren a few weeks ago. Um, the the host of the pre and post game radio show on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Know, yeah. Thanks for the plug. Do you remember the podcast? I was trying to get the plug <laughs> in. I'm right? supposed to want, be the one that forgets. Stuff. I didn't plug it. Right. I'm sorry. Anyway, but uh, but so we were talking to him, and one of the things he said was, "I, I don't care for pro, you know promotion relegation." He's like, that, "That's not our game here." 
Yeah. You know, we have we have different challenges. We have to, you know, fly from Seattle to Orlando or to Miami in a weekend. That that's unheard of in in the in Europe. You can't you can't do that, right? Even in the Champions League, they can barely make that trip. You know, and so it, it is different. It is yeah. American. It is our game, and yet it's Utah, right? Yeah. And that's one of the things I think a lot of people realized with LAFC coming to town is <laughs> a little bit of our rank in the in the. You know, pecking order of the at league the moment. At, at the moment. At, at the moment. moment. At the moment. Currently, right. yeah. So, right. in your retail experience, do you think that uh, they're missing an opportunity by not having a third kit, or are the sales just not there? So it's fun to have all these other. I don't think it matters, in my opinion. In the grand scheme of things, in the it grand scheme, I don't think it really matters. Like. Look, if you're a fan and you're coming to the stadium and you want to have a great emotional experience, you're going to – You don't need a third kit. You don't need yeah. that third kit. Right? Also, just come watch the game. Don't go to the team store. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's not the message. That's not the message. what I'm saying is you can I missed, get yeah, – Right you, over my head. Like the, U, the <laughs> no, I pre-match know. I know USA top, right? Like the, that's really cool. Stars and Stripes. Yeah. Fourth I think, of July is usually when that comes out, right? So. I, I think the thing where we really miss it, on the retail side of it is that uniqueness element, right? Because, you know, I was walking around the stadium. Well, I, I'm always walking around the stadium <laughs> <laughs> during a game. And, you know, depend like it doesn't matter which team they're representing. Like that pride top looks the same across the board. Like mm. the prime blue, the the recycled jersey is looking the same across the board. Yeah. For every team? They just put For a most different teams, because there's two colors, right? So, yeah. you know, and they're just putting a different badge and a sponsor on the front. So I think there is opportunity there um on on the mls and adidas relationship to be able to create some differentiation there and those are conversations that are currently being had you know behind the scenes um between individual clubs and adidas and making those things we do have opportunities coming up that would allow us to possibly do certain things that are very unique to the club um they're not going to be game worn jerseys um, but they are kits that the team can get behind. They are, it's basically a, a, a sixth or seventh warm up kit that the team mm-hmm. could wear and represent. And we could work with organizations like the Navajo Nation. We could work with organizations Ooh. like um, AFS, AFSP or the Pride Center. We could work with organizations within the community to, to develop um, these kits that the team and Real Salt Lake can get behind yeah. that is just unique to our club. So right. there are conversations like that that are happening on the retail side of things. They're just not going to be like game worn. They're not going to oh, be okay. they're not going to be represented on the field during it during play. So you right. ever do you ever think that um, in the future we can get to the point where we can customize like fully customize an RSL jersey? We as, like, a, as a fan, no. As a no. club, yes. Oh, I was just going to say, because every yeah. time I, I hear the Riot, you know, it's, we're at the Riot, I think yeah. of Paramore's Riot album. And oh, I just that want, is a cool cover. I just album. want, like, yeah. Riot all over the White shirt and stuff. And yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. kind of where I think we were going with that sort of direction with 2021 nice. on that white kit. Kind of, mm-hmm. like I said, we were kind of going after that punk rock sort of Sex Pistols album artwork. Like, that album you're specifically talking about is very black and white, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very very punk, very kind of like uh, random in some of the graphics and the way they had that spelled out. So um, 
you know, internally as an organization, when we go to start talking about kit design, those are all things that we start discussing and start talking about when it comes to like, um, you know, how do we want to, like, what do we want to represent on the field? What do we want to represent as an organization? Um, so one of the cool things that we've, uh, we've, we've been working on with Adidas is, um, so the home kit, so 2022, we talked about kits being very plain, right? Well, it was, I'm you, talking, you, I'm talking previously. Okay. Yeah, you well, d- I mean, I mean, this year is mean, pretty solid. Know, I'm not going to lie. We discussed this a little bit. I mean, bit, I bought it. it. <laughs> I have a white one. I love the white okay. one. So we did that on purpose. We made it very plain. We made it very classic. classic. It yeah. is clean though. It's super clean mm-hmm. because we came out of the 2020 Jersey with the Ugly oh. shoulder stripe. Yeah, th- I didn't buy that one. Did you buy that one? Which one's that? The one with the, the crazy with everything the blue, everywhere. The, the blue intertwined. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. 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 That, did, so that was supposed to be topography, not a fingerprint. That was supposed <laughs> oh, to be topography. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, it wasn't the FBI jersey. So after <laughs> that, after that, Major League Soccer actually went to the drawing board with Adidas to come up with a new strategy. So the strategy now is because of that. Because, because of that. Of that. Really? Yeah. I, I don't. I wasn't kidding. Like, that, that, no offense to whoever came up with that. That's probably the worst jersey. Ever. Well, I just didn't see the connection to the club. Even, that's, even that's worse than the mustard stain of 2014. Uh, <laughs> I, I do have that one. Well, when the crown was on it, it looked better. Yeah. It was, when it was just the yellow stripe, you're like, what? The replica, right? Yeah, yeah. the yeah. replica. Right. I have the bad. replica. So, all right. So, I do not have that jersey. So after 2020, so the reason those jerseys looked like that was because Adidas tried to do this big 25th anniversary, like, oh, 1994, the... They, Adidas came out with this jersey with the shoulder stripe on it. Like, it just tanked. Like, it yeah. was awful. The three right? stripes on the yeah. three stripes on the shoulders. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, Major League Soccer and Adidas came up with the strategy. So, every home jersey that comes out is now called the the club kit. Right? Ooh, okay. So, club kit. Very, very traditional. Very uh, team color oriented. Very just classic driven okay. um, type of a type of a look and feel nothing crazy out there i mean the craziest thing you're going to see is the checker pattern that seattle has on the front right but like yeah. you look kind of fades to one color right you look at like uh the galaxy they have that like their home kits are always white and they always did the sash yeah oh um, yeah, yeah this year they i think they went a little different and did the stars around the collar but like the, when they do their home kit like when we start talking about home kits it's going to be very classic like very just team oriented team driven that type of thing. So when okay. we start looking forward to 2024, 2026, yes. 2028, you can always expect Claret and Cobalt. Oh, awesome. Like hands down. Like it's yeah. always going to be a huge driving motivation when it comes to our design process in those jerseys. You may see some differences. Like LAFC has the badge in the center this year. We may eventually end up doing something like that. We may do a split jersey down the middle where one side's blue, one side's red. Oh, Toronto's looks so like, good this year. White, right? so, white with gray. Oh, that looks but, so good. And I'm not throwing spoilers out there. No, just, no, no. <laughs> just, but, but if you are, we're there can be different. There can be differences within the design process, but those home kits, those primary jerseys that we always wear, are always going to be very classic. And then you start to really push the needle when it comes to your secondary or your away kit. Yes. So I can tell you straight up, and hopefully I don't get in trouble and fine for this, but like Seattle's Bruce Lee kit. Oh, yeah, like. 
Um, next year's ours is not going to be white. It's going to be a different color. It's going to be a different. It's going to be a purple, black, <laughs> red, orange, green. Are you trying to read his <gasps> reaction? Green. All, green. all of the well, above. Well, I, think, <laughs> I think it's strange that like certain colors end up in certain cities. Like Atlanta seems to be really experimented with their off-color jersey they like their like pistachio year, right yeah pistachio like, yeah and i got why they did the peach right that's king peach right? Yeah, yeah right that that's part of their heritage but just the random pistachio green like where's the connection and see that's what i'm always looking for in the connection like i love how, when chelsea did and i don't love chelsea but i Nobody love when does. they did the stanford bridge kit and yeah. you could see the bridge in the kit even though it was kind of so you'll start to see elements of we're not going to see the temple, are we? No. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's sorry. not copyrighted. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's copyrighted. <laughs> it's copyrighted. <laughs> you can't use somebody else's copyright. <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> uh, anyway. Wait, what about what about the, the, the whale and then the, the old U2 thing down at the aquarium? The right. What is oh, that? The yeah. tree out of Wendover. So, yeah. So... <laughs> So when it comes to those odd number years, like our, our away jerseys, you can really start to – you'll really start to kind of see more creativity on our side when it comes to the inspiration that we give Adidas um, when they go to designing kits and things like that. Like um, let, let's take the Utah Royals back when they were part of the organization um, – where we're in Salt Lake City, but we really emphasized and used a lot of uh, Moab. Yeah, the arch. And the that was arch, a great, great logo. You know, those great types crest. of things. Like, uh-huh. we were using With a lot of that, yeah. that, you know, local iconography into, like, a lot of the merchandise and things like that that we were starting to present and, and make for, for our fan base. So um, you are going to start to see a lot more of that uh, when it comes to our kit design process. Uh, another thing that... Um, I, and this is just me talking, this is my opinion, but with our relationship to Smith entertainment and the Utah jazz there, you know, down the road, we could start to see more collaboration, um, oh, with maybe some purple. No, That'd be awesome. I, I want a highlighter no. yellow one. Look, yeah. look, look, I'm just, again, this is just, this is like not, where's the survey? Where do I run? <laughs> No, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, no, no, that's th- these are conversations that are being had internally when it comes to actually the way that we start thinking about things. Um, cool. When it when it comes to like Real Salt Lake, but it, when it comes to Utah professional sports as a whole, yeah, um, we start kind of talking about those things. And we've, I've, I've done it. And and if you're not familiar with Nick Osterhout, um, he's part of our uh, support group, but he's also an employee that works with me here in the team store. Um, when it comes to a lot of the design process that we work on, when it comes to just like simple things like scarves or, you know, different things like that, we actually keep those things in mind. So cool. Nick, Nick, you know, we've, we've created the, the take note scarf, which is the classic green. Yeah. We've, uh, we've designed the throwback scarf, which is the jazz purple and blue uh, that have actually been extremely successful for us. It all says Real Salt Lake. There's no jazz branding on it. <laughs> no. But we're just taking those color it's elements, colors, right? Yeah. We were doing a dark mode scarf, but Roughneck can't get their act together. They don't have the yarn color to. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I know a somebody huge was a uh, jazz yarn. fan. So, yeah, but yeah, but gonna hook up somewhere. But yeah. you know, we've done we've done a jazz night where we actually did co-branding on it on some articles of clothing. We are working with brands that um, uh, 
crossover into NBA, like New Era and Mitchell and Ness and some of those guys to actually start talking about doing some co-branding opportunities between the Utah Jazz and, and Real Salt Lake. Um, we are working with Mitchell and Ness on doing some um, actual like Real Salt Lake branded uh, activations during the NBA All-Star Week when it actually comes to Salt Lake City. Um, so, cool. you know, just there, there are a lot of doors that are starting to open up for us with, you know, not just our new ownership group, but with just like the energy and vibe that you're feeling here at the stadium when you're here at games, you know, the 12 consecutive sellouts that we've been having and, and the, the attention that we're not just receiving on a local level, but a national level when it comes to what we're doing here at Real Salt Lake, like doors are starting to open up to us that allow us to have a little bit more freedom in our creativity. That's what's cool is the creativity. I like that. And allows us to have a little bit, you know, because let's face it, we're, we're the smallest market in the entire league in all of major league soccer, like attendance, we're top five. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Engagement, like on a fan level, we are top of the, we're top of the tier, but like Houston, how many people live in Houston? (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's true. Like, right? It's a much larger city. Than much larger city, much larger market. <laughs> you know, Denver's quite a bit, you know, not massively bigger than we are, but Denver's still bigger than we are. You know, you think about those things and, and what we have. We have two professional sports teams. Like, why not tap into that when it comes to engaging that fan, engaging that, you know, that experience when, when you come to the stadium? or You, you know, that is – that is easy, recognizable money for me, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, and it's true because when I bring people to the games and they're here for the first time, they always want to remember it. They want to get something, but they don't want to spend $120 on a jersey, you know. And so they'll come into the team store and and they'll get the, the kit of the night. Like, I think right. that's a cool idea, you know, to get right. the warm-up jersey and – and things like that, or the really cheap ones will go to the clearance rack and get last year's, you know, <laughs> yellow warm-up top from whatever. Right, but it's also that but thing, it's, it's also that thing, too, it, like, right? yeah. like, you could buy a Real Salt Lake scarf in jazz green and gold and take it to a jazz game. Right. Like, you don't necessarily, like, that's what it's all about. Like, we love our season ticket holders. We love our supporter groups. I think, you know, a lot of my... All seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> All seven groups, all seven people. Seven. I, don't, I think that's a little short. No, we we love them, and and, and quite honestly, um, I feel the most support, especially from our season ticket holders. Like they really drive a huge portion Put your of hand our down. A, a huge a huge portion of our business. But yeah. like you were saying, I need to capture that that individual who's here person who just walks in the door for the first time the one ticket buyer right we the, the goal is to get them hyped well on, the variety is going to help be a fan you know the variety helps but just get them hyped on the experience and just it. say like hey i i can actually find something that i can enjoy i can actually connect to this that type of stuff so when we actually go look at you know not just kit design and like those different types of things when we actually go look at some of the other things that we're putting in the store um, you have to be very mindful of just that specific customer. You have to be very mindful of capturing not just your diehard fan, but that. who buys a boombox that's like ridiculously large <laughs> and yellow. You're talking about like I the, love the boombox. <laughs> my boombox. Uh, so, so 
See the one yeah, on that, my desk? Right. In yeah. a couple weeks, we're getting another one. That size? That size. That oh, is, that's nice. something so, I would buy. See, that? that's yeah. that's so like, oh. So we're talking like what? The, the big one is We go what, from 30 pounds, 30 pounds to 7 pounds. Ooh. Yeah, that's so much better. <laughs> is it going to be in that color? Or it's going to be like an RSL kind of colorway, right? Yeah, here. Let me show you. Oh, oh okay. we're getting front now, rows. We have we could talk about kits all night long. I oh, love, we love oh, I do want to talk night. about a jacket though when oh, whenever yeah, we I get, get to the jacket. Chance. Why don't we uh get into the other stuff and while you're looking at that I was gonna say I grew up a jazz fan. I'm not much of a jazz fan anymore, but uh, I will say that I do like their new shirt their new jerseys. I love them. Very simple. Look, hats but, hats oh, off hats man. off hats off to Parker. Uh, Parker I'm over at that. the Utah Jazz, like nothing is harder than launching jerseys, and bad. nothing is harder than launching three new jerseys, four new jerseys. Right? How many did the Jazz come up with? I think it's great. I love the bright yellow one. I do. Too. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm buying. I'm one. green. I'm green. I like their green. Like hats off to them because that is probably the most difficult thing and i have nightmares about us oh, doing you're it not gonna. <laughs> the people, we're not the we're people, not doing it but yeah. i have nightmares just about don't, that don't so. do the one where you have black on the bottom and then eventually like yellow on the top and 17 that was, yeah that's rough but that was kind of cool <laughs> but i have it to grew on you, i it took yeah, a while look right? hats off to parker <laughs> and the team over at utah jazz for handling that like Seriously, that gives me heartburn. It gives me <laughs> nightmares to even think about having to accomplish what those guys are having to deal with right yeah. now. I, I agree. Lo- I agree. I, I, I think they're great. I think they're cool. But and, and I think it's accomplished everything that <laughs> they've wanted to wanted to accomplish with the simplicity and the yeah. just look. Why does it have to be like completely over the top? Over the top? There's yeah. probably it doesn't have to. Tons be. and tons of people that love that and they're just not calling. But everybody that doesn't like it seems to have they they we, want to reach out. We and say, have hey. we have a saying. It's it's the twenty dugs in their underwear sitting on their <laughs> sitting on their sofas who can tweet, who hate on it. But look, like, uh, and he just logs into his other account. Yeah, good point, Doug. Yeah, yeah. right. Not no, even wearing it's, pants. It's it. Look. Who cares? Like it's gonna look great on the it's gonna look great on the court. Like it's mm-hmm. gonna look good once people start seeing it. Like, and when you go to the state, like when you go to the arena, that's gonna be your only option to buy. Right. I mean, you gotta you, you're gonna find something within that collection that you're going to like and enjoy. Like, look, uh, when we did that 2020 jersey that we talked about, that that awful mess of a jersey. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so glad like, somebody agrees. Like, <laughs> I thought we weren't going to sell one, and we're almost completely sold out. So well, I, that's good. Like, that's, when you're like, hmm. it's going to happen. People are going to start coming around to it once you see it more frequently on the court against other teams, and you know, once people are starting to play on it. People are gonna like it, and and I agree. I fully agree with you. I I I texted uh, Parker like the day it came out, and I was <laughs> just like, like I love I love <laughs> every option you have. In fact, the purple is probably my least favorite. <laughs> That's cool. But I I love what you guys are doing. Good luck. I you know, f the haters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Like, so what about all the other stuff in the store? How do you get? How, who decides? I mean, there's pins, stickers, like there's jackets, hats galore. Hats. When do, so, when do we get a flat cap? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so six questions. <laughs> so six questions. So I'll give you the just r- answer one of those. Just one of those. Uh, let's just start from the beginning. So, um, we don't have a lot of freedom in just being able to go out and find any any 
anybody who can just produce stuff like we have requirements that we have to meet when it comes to like our licensing so when i talk about licensing it means like major league soccer owns our trademarked logos so the logo that you see is our badge the logos that you see that we put on t-shirts and hats and those types of things um we do not technically own those so we have to pay a royalty to major league soccer they want to make money like who yeah, does, who doesn't? That's part of their right. That's yeah. part of their. Nice thing. to have a league. Right. So you know, all you people complaining about prices being so expensive—that's really out of my control. Like I have to pay money back to Major League Soccer in order to use Real Salt like logos. Right. Like that's just how it goes. So um, they have um, carefully vetted the manufacturers that we can work with who produce the products that we make gotcha it goes for every league and all ncaa nfl nba it all works the same right disney it all works the same <laughs> right. disney has some prices right Holy cow, right boy. right it all works the same right everybody wants their their meal ticket so that's really kind of how it goes down so um back in the day uh it used to just all be owned by adidas um and within that there's it was called the sld the i can't remember sports licensing division of adidas um and they actually own mitchell and ness so you know right around 2016 2017 you started to see mitchell and Ness headwear but most everything in the store apparel related was adidas branded Hmm. um so uh that can really kind of contribute to why um, you didn't see a lot of differentiation within the, the product that was being sold in the store uh, just because it was being owned by one company, right. realistically. So uh, the league made a deal and uh, went out and signed some new contracts that now allow us to work with multiple manufacturers. Uh, we have... Uh, we still carry Mitchell and Ness, which is great. That's your higher end sort of like, um, you know, hoodies and, and things like that. It's very basketball driven in in the stylization. Um, you know, you get kind of that like satin starter jacket, you get, you know, really high end hooded sweatshirts that are a hundred bucks. Who came up with the green jacket? The military looking one? The military one. That was the first time that I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Dude. Real Salt Lake has their name on that? Like, blow, like this is going to blow your mind, but wait. Till, so that's a company out of Vegas called the Wild Collective, and they started with the Raiders. Um, really? They started making stuff with the Raiders. Fantastic. Wow. Tiny little company. Uh, the, the woman who owns the company is just, like, the sweetest person in the entire world. <laughs> uh, but she's a baller. Like, she's a hustler for sure. And just <laughs> straight up, like, got her, like, got her feet into sports licensing. And it started with the Las Vegas Raiders. Nice. And since then, like, that company has blown everybody's expectations out of the water. And, and I was, I think I was the first MLS club she came to because of how we're positioned within the league and what our merchandise strategy is. Like she received uh, 
countless referrals to come to me first when it came to actually starting to work on product development and licensing for major league soccer so is that just because you're more forward thinking or how how why is that Um, more driven so a lot of a lot of club retail is owned through third-party conglomerates Um, a lot of clubs within major league soccer don't actually own their own team stores. They don't own their own retail operation. Mm, gotcha. I think they just run it all through like fanatics. It's all run through fanatics. Uh, another one that's a big deal is rank and rally. Um, so like, yeah, when you talk about like big NBA teams or a lot of, uh, teams that own like a lot of, you know, different entities, uh, they just kind of sell off their retail. Uh, when it comes to those types of things, that's just kind of an afterthought to them. Gotcha. Um, so for us in Real Salt Lake, I'm just going to say Real Salt Lake specifically because that's yeah. my experience. I like Colorado is kind of on our same level, but like the Avalanche and I believe the Nuggets. That's me. Yeah. Is that all part of the? Arsenal umbrella of Walmart Cronky. Yeah, Cronky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Cronky umbrella. So yeah. they're they're kind of there. Toronto. Do you like how we got there? Yeah, yeah, I like uh, it. That's yeah. Good stuff, Toronto right? is kind of the same deal where like the Raptors and the the Maple Leafs and and they're all one owner. They're all one owner. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, Portland is no longer independent. I think Sporting is still fully independent. Mm. But, but like LA Galaxy is owned by Legends, who owns I think like the Yankees, <laughs> Just to, yeah, and the Rams, mm. massive income. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have this unique sort of niche when it comes to uh, to our our merchandise strategy. So, like, yeah, can can you take my experience into consideration in the major companies and trend analysis and things like that that I worked in? But to me, it's localization. Yeah. It's fully localization. Like we do not have a massive fan base outside of. I was gonna say in in Toronto, we're probably not selling a lot of Real Salt Lake jerseys, right? What? No. <laughs> no. Right. Well, I, th- I think Crawley Town can say the same thing. Yeah. Oh, right. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, that's an internal podcast yeah. joke there. But <laughs> but like they came they came to me and like I you know that company that made the green jacket they're called the Wild Collective. I mean that's a hundred and fifty dollar jacket. Yeah, that also surprised me, but. I'm it's still a nice like, jacket. Boy, <laughs> I'm probably gonna buy it for my wife. What? You yeah. wear that jacket. Wear that, that's my, my favorite jacket. It's but my it was, favorite. But yeah. it, but it's because like I've got the experience. I I I've look. I'm not gonna buy stuff and put it in the store if I think it's garbage. And I could see that quality. Cool. Because like, I mean, when I first was became a fan, like 2009 was when I really yeah. became a fan. I like went in there and it just felt kind of like Walmarty. Like it didn't feel really personable or creative yeah no basic we definitely do I, I, like you cookie know, cutter cookie cutter cookie yeah. cutter Thank and you. that appreciate that but see that's th- that development really started happening in 2019 when the league redeveloped their licensing strategy and went out and actually started vetting like these other um these other manufacturers like let's let's take socks for instance like stance stance is probably like cool socks like, like Top of the four front of socks. They're, they're, they're the top of the game, right? Yeah. We don't have stance, but we have stride line, which is actually fairly comparable. The nice thing about them is they have the NCAA license, so we get a lot of brand recognition when it comes to our, our mix of fans between like gotcha. University of Utah or BYU uh, and, and Real Salt Lake. So 
again, like there's there's a process on the league side when it comes to actually vetting the people who actually who who are producing products with their marks on it is mm-hmm. basically what it comes down to. So, yeah, I, I I've made it a personal goal. I've made it an initiative for Real Salt Lake that we don't carry trash. Like I don't believe in it and. Look, blast me all you want, but like, <laughs> pay the higher price. Like, get better se- quality, and if not, become a season ticket holder and get your discount. Because you like, go. we're in the works, okay? We're in the <laughs> works. All right. That's why we started because, this podcast to get yeah. Brennan some season tickets. Because like, look, <laughs> look, the coolest. Like, you got to pay a price for cool stuff. Like, yeah. that's true. Just, I mean, I'm probably it. I'm gonna buy and that blue box, that the smaller one. I'm yeah. So I mean, that stuff comes out, and you know what? Honestly, it's like an Xbox. I don't make a ton of money on that stuff. Like okay, what I I'm sorry. what I pay for that. <laughs> I'll give you a tip. What I pay for that versus what 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 you're gonna pay for it at retail? I'm really not making any money on it. Like mm. to me, it's a cool. It's something. It's a talking piece. Like right, right, right. Like I didn't tell you about the boombox. You just started talking about it. Like and that's true. And that's kind of the point. And when I sit down and I talk to those companies, like. Real Salt Lake's not going to sell 5,000 boom boxes. You don't know because we're a but pretty I, big podcast. I, okay? but, I mean, the word is out all there. All 10 of our fans might actually buy one. But you know what? You're talking about it. So, yeah. And that's kind of where it is. And, and then, that big boom box is cool. Dude, I love sweet. it. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. Like the team uses one during practice. Like It has a microphone with it, so you can use it as a Oh, my son, my son uses my that gra- when yeah, he goes grandson, over. Yeah. yeah, you can use <laughs> it as a, it. As a yeah. PA or you can do karaoke or anything like that. Like, yeah. It's legit. Like it, And that's kind of what it is, is it's like the stuff we make is legit. Like, And that's kind of where I've positioned myself as, as a retailer within not just our community, but within all of sports licensing. Like, I have clubs coming to me and asking me like what it is we're doing like i think i think a lot of um you know in the day and age we live in and especially since we're going to be going into a recession like you get a lot of people who are focused on analytics and they're focused on sell-throughs and they're focused on all these uh, all this retail jargon and that type of stuff and to me none of that really matters what really matters to me is that we're consistently delivering products that our fans can connect to at some emotional level, love or hate. I don't care if you hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause somebody's going to love it. Just Cause somebody's going right? to love yeah. it. Right. So like next spring, like we're doing those big stupid straw hats. Like <laughs> we're doing what? like the garden gnome next year is going to be a Leo, the lion garden gnome. <laughs> We've oh, got bobbleheads coming of Justin Glad doing that stupid, <laughs> yeah. stupid dance. That's yeah. not a stupid dance. That's that is all time best oh. celebration I've ever done. We've got like we've got a Crylock <laughs> kid bobblehead coming out. We've got uh, like let's take the green jacket next year. It's going to be blue corduroy. <gasps> um, like there's dude there's. There's stuff down the pipe. Like I was excited about this year, but next year it's like next level. So, like, what are some of your favorite things in the store? 
that most people won't know about. Because right? I've never even seen your hat that you're wearing, and it's got me really jealous. I designed this one. You designed that one? Yeah. Good. Kudos to you, yeah. sir. So it hasn't nice. happened since COVID, but usually every year we get to sit down and do like design sessions with New Era and actually get to talk through like uh, fabrics, patterns, materials, like all of those types of things. And we get to put, you know, we get to do like really cool things. Like, um, and the problem is, is like, we're extremely limited on kind of how we can present that to the fan base. Like we, that's we the hard, Twitter. yeah. I mean, that's the hard part is getting that outreach and getting, you know, working internally, uh, you and, don't have and strategically with like our marketing, like, like you can't it, advertise it, on the new nightly news or something. You can't get, get Post Malone like to show up and, and just wear yeah, something. Yeah, I mean that, that stuff is super hard to do. <laughs> right, like it, right. Like we to have those connections, like we do those types of things, but like some of those things are extremely hard to do. So it, like the best thing you can do if you really want to like, um, engage the products and the cool stuff that we're doing is just show up come to the store like come check it out like it's not, surprising not during a game like come during the week and like do all those types of things yeah like, just um, come check it out when i pulled up here i didn't know you guys even were open day to day yeah like that's such a monday through saturday yeah that's something i did not know um yeah i mean it's it's gotten better like and i don't think a lot of people know that but like you can just if you don't want to fight the crowds and you just drive by the stadium come spend 10 minutes in the store and come check it out and come like come talk to talk to my staff like my store manager jennifer she's probably one of the most amazing people ever like this year she started um it's part of a, a bigger initiative internally called the rsl family initiative but for us specifically she started a, a collector pin program where we give five dollars of every pin sold to a new charity every month so and we do the dumbest stuff like jello <laughs> green jello pins <laughs> yeah <laughs> my wife showed me that last week yeah. green jello pin and like the month before that like it so the green jello pin we actually donated fifteen hundred dollars to the utah food bank oh nice. nice and then the month before that so for july like nationally it's national wildlife month and Jennifer actually took a trip up to Yellowstone right after all the floods, the floods. All the floods and the, and, mm, and the yeah. natural disasters. Um, and so we didn't donate locally, but she felt it was important that we take that donation and give it to the Grizzly and Wolf Discovery oh. Center in yeah. Yellowstone. Um, and they were super appreciative of that. And they like that was just something that like she wanted to do. And it's something super close to her. Like. We've donated to AFSP, which is the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. And in, in May, over Labor Day, we did a camouflage pin that we um, donated to, I think it's the Continued Success Program, which is where uh, there's an organization here locally that takes war vets, like military vets, and gets them involved in things like softball. and Oh, yeah, uh, recreational know, stuff. Just stuff that, like, gets them out of the house and, you know, really focusing on uh you know offsetting like ptsd and, and different things like that that you know people who have served this country need to get out and and do um so jennifer you know coming to the team store and meet some of the amazing people that we have working for us and 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 talk to us on a personal level about some of the initiatives and things like that that we do that's just not 
hey, we're here to take your money. Yeah. Oh, we're here to just sell a bunch of stuff with ours. It's not a fans it. store, yeah. you know, with an it's extra not, Z. It's not a fans. Like, um, you know, we did uh, for Pioneer Day, we always do it. This is the place scarf. We donated to Friends of Great Salt Lake to kind of help them, you know, with, with the problems that we're having with the super drought mm-hmm. um, and, and, and those types of things. So um, over the years, as I've developed um, sort of, you know, my strategies as, you know, just a retailer and as, as somebody part of this organization, um, I've been able to really find and focus more efforts that just go outside of the club and the organization. Um, and, 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 and we talk about the fun and the creativity and like those types of things. It's a way for us to, again, tap into that emotional aspect of, of, of being a fan and being part of the community, but also allow the people who are coming into our store and making purchases to feel, feel good and, and feel like they're actually part of something that's just bigger than, than the club itself or bigger than just coming to a game. Um, Which it, is why we're all fans, <laughs> to be honest. You know, uh, we'd show up at the stadium for 90 minutes, uh, you know, plus halftime, whatever. Yeah. Then we're all just engaged in, in one, you know. That's what I love about it about soccer it yeah. seems like it's just a little bit different yeah than some Very of the other uniting. sports just yeah. just a little well we have a great community team and, and that was something that was very important to new ownership when they came in um was how to re-engage the community aspect of the the organization because ultimate that that's what we are we're a community asset yeah is what it comes down to right there's a revenue piece of it because we're entertainment but like we're here the greater good of why we are here is because we are part of a bigger community uh, and, and that's really where we're trying to tap into this whole this whole thing like we're not selling the stadium out for 12 consecutive games because the team's number 1 no. We're, we're selling we're consistently <laughs> selling right out yeah. because we are giving the community a product that they can feel like they can be a part of and and that's really what it comes down to Love it. is is it's 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 the most fun i think i've ever had in my entire career as far as you know what it is that i do and 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 the reason why i do it but like man like just being able to just be a part of the community and just have that 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 satisfaction when I go home on a day to day basis is like there's nothing greater than that. And yeah. I think I think we feel that as a club and an organization as a whole. Um, which is why the transition between old ownership and new ownership on like on an internal basis when it came to our mentality and the way that we we run this organization hasn't changed like it has not changed the things that have changed is we have somebody amazing like john kimball who understands the things that i'm talking about and who he's not driving that message he's supporting the message nice like he is he is supporting the message because i've heard nothing but great things about it yeah right the way he runs the organization yeah and, and i think ownership completely understands that as well like um like is david blitzer here six days seven days a week like making decisions no but like is ryan smith here six or seven days a week making decisions no but ryan smith is now frequently attending rsl games because 
it is a great environment to be a part of. It is super fun. It's super energetic. And he understands the importance that something like this has within the community that he lives in and he supports. Like, he could focus all of his time and energy into the Utah Jazz, and I think he's finally – I think he has a firm understanding that it's just like – it's not just there. It's everywhere. Like, it's like – and so I think – I think that's been the beneficial part of having the new ownership is having people who have different understandings of how the community works and have different experience with, within the entertainment aspect of it, who, who understand the importance of it. But really, ultimately, it comes down to just the fact that being a, being a member of the RSO family, being a, being part of the organization and working here internally like there is nothing greater there's no message bigger that we can present than this is ever like this is everybody's like this This it's yours our team (laughs) yeah it's It's our team team, like yeah yeah. And, and i think i think you know lafc that game has been the highest attended game i think of the entire season it's one of the highest attended games probably within the last oh it's the highest attendance ever yeah 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 it was the highest 21,810 yeah they said there was an event on the field or something (laughs) where they put seats on the field and that didn't count right right that doesn't count no but 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 it's it's starting to translate right and i think that's what kind of people are ultimately trying like starting to figure out about real salt lake is that like it's entertaining. It's fun. We don't have to win every single time, but like, it's a beautiful culture it is. that's it, being created. It's all about the yeah. culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things back to the team store that I've really liked uh, because my wife has more RSL gear than I do, and it's not even close. So you are. She almost has as much as me. Well, oh. she's getting kind of annoyed because it's like birthday present. What do you get me from Rio? No, no. Oh. She, <laughs> Mother's Day. What do you get me from Rio? We were we were at the game Saturday, and. Uh, she loves the black and white trainer top. Yeah. And uh, we were trying to find, we, we went in trying to find it, but. Women's cut? No, just the men's. Oh. Because okay. I don't think they have it in the women's. So, are you seeing a lot of, what sells more, the men's, the women's? Um, there are, seems to be a lot more choices for the women with RSL gear. Especially than when we started. I mean, yeah, oh, is, that, yeah. is that green jacket a female jacket? I think it is. Because <laughs> I really, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I love the way it looks. Okay, and uh, I've only, I've seen like, I've seen like six women and no men. So I was just verifying. So oh, okay. so right. we're gonna say we're gonna say uh, men's. We can now call it unisex. There you go. There we go. I like yeah. this. No, look, like if you like it and it looks good and it fits well, like why not buy it? Yeah, like that's what it comes down to. But yeah, we have done a a, a pretty good job of finding. Uh, better better women's styles. My wife and I were having this conversation that when she started going to RSL games, like she would go to the downtown store and everything had glitter and diamonds on it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, we're just trying to create, like really what it comes down to is creating product um, that people want to wear, not just when they come to games, they want to wear it, you know, all the time. There's a big difference that I've seen. Like that was like, there's so much better clothing, yeah. better hats. That so, so we're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to like. I'm trying to do a better job of creating a product assortment for specifically both men and women that kind of fit all aspects of life. So we're expanding into like more 
dress and business casual yes. when it comes to like uh, <laughs> polo shirts, dress shirts. Um, we just started working with a company out of the East Coast called Vineyard Vines uh, with dress belts and neckties. We got blasted on social media about the prices on that stuff but <laughs> hey quality again, uh, yeah. I, again i'm gonna say like it's not your and also when you buy a tie you're gonna wear it for like the rest of your life rest of oh, your I know, it's right. not gonna be something you give up on in a so, year or two right? so we have we have that cross category for both men and women um we have like you know we we do the stuff that's like columbia that's outdoor driven that may be a little bit more dressy uh but there obviously serves a function and a purpose with like the down insulation and different things like that. We carry a lot of stuff that's more street lifestyle uh, that fits kind of that younger audience or kind of maybe that more what, what, hip crowd. Hip. I'm 31. <laughs> okay. Don't be pointing at me. Okay. Uh, you're no, way but, more hip than we are. Yeah, no, that's true. No doubt. Well, that's because I pay attention. No, to but we're tapping, <laughs> we're tapping into like our fan base of, of people, you know, people who grew up in that mall sort of environment zoomies the zoomies pack suns <laughs> yeah. you know that type of stuff uh, we i i tap into a lot of like the local sort of like music scene when it comes to some of the stuff that we have and a lot of the stuff that we're coming that's coming out so so the royal bliss top is coming up next no oh man that's awful is that, you have to is go that to too used, old right uh well so we work a lot with brandon um especially this year with it being the 10th anniversary of believe so we did a a lot of stuff around that he Uh, was part he was in used right yeah he was a drummer in the drummer used he's a drummer for rancid right now um so we tap into uh, yeah we tap into kind of that utah slc punk culture the the uh, there's a huge Oh no, I'm a huge used fan. Like, well, there's a huge, mu- the there's a huge here. music culture, and, yeah. and you see that crossover into a lot of our our supporter groups. Mm-hmm. Like, our supporter groups are super into that. So, um, like, again, like I'm trying to toe that line of like authenticity versus like that poser culture. Yeah, <laughs> but but like we're doing stuff like denim uh, biker vests. Uh, we've got. Uh, some rock and roll knockoff t-shirts that are showing up over the next couple of weeks, like knocking off like classic nineties rock albums, either from like Iron Maiden or <laughs> Guns N' Roses. And not, not, not just taste, not appetite, things. like T- just tasteful, tasteful things. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I get you. And, and the cool so thing Leo about it looks like Eddie, <laughs> right? Eddie. Iron that was a stranger Iron thing. Actually, Eddie. no, ex- that's exactly that. We're doing a trooper t-shirt. What? So it's Leo looking like Eddie on a battlefield carrying a torn up like RSL flag. Oh. <laughs> Is that coming out on Halloween? <laughs> the, oh my god. I've been told it shipped, so it should oh, be around nice. should be here for Halloween. But like oh, but the nice thing about that it is is like that. it's not only like me kind of tapping into that type of thing. It's like we have availability to be able to do some of that That's stuff cool. through through the vendors and and people that we work with who who produce our products so um a lot of the time a lot of the time like the reason i i pay people well to like run the store and hire staff and do all those types of things is because i'm like my passion is to really go back onto the product creation side and make sure that the products that we're presenting in the store like will sell themselves will sell themselves but it, it fits sort of that 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 
it goes across the board. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not just like, oh, we're just tapping into like this. Fits one into the vision. Yeah. It, like I want to make sure my goal is that it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to walk into that store and you're going to want to buy at least one thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, was tempted. Yeah. I, I mean, almost it, stole. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but that's also the beauty of kind of what we get to do uh, when it comes to product creation. Um, you know, we are, the team store is like super successful right now. Like the, the, the support we're receiving, I like, I can't thank this fan base enough about, you know, coming out and appreciating what we're doing by opening your wallets and spending the money. Like I know I use it as, as a joke, but for me, that's the measure of my success of, of how well we're performing as, as a, as a store. Um, and the sales that we're bringing in because it means that you like what it is that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, also the thing is, is it's like because of that, it allows us to push the envelope. It allows us to, to get into to things that I think like not like slider shorts or, well, the majority of teams <laughs> there, there's a majority of teams within major league soccer that aren't doing anything that we're doing. Like, let, let's take well, let's take let's take Portland for example. Like my sister lives in Oregon. She's a big Timbers fan. Sorry to hear that. I know, but so she comes to Real Salt Lake and she owns more Real Salt Lake gear because every time she comes to our team store, she's like, <laughs> "Portland doesn't got crap on you." Like, yeah, you can you can feel that. But <laughs> but but look at look at they forty fifty thousand people every game. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Back the, in their stadium. Obviously, the Timbers Army does not appreciate what it is that's going on up there, what they're doing, because everybody's got the same jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything looks the same, and the, you know, like those types of things. So it's just like the that's 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 the thing about this 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 role in this position is like we get to have as much fun and, and have an amazing time doing what we're doing because we're real so so unique. Yeah, so we're awesome. super unique and. and Again, smallest market team in the entire league. Like, we are at the bottom when it comes to salary caps, when it comes to, like, those types of things. But our engagement is through the roof because we are who we are. We love what we do, and, and, and we have a fan base that, that fully supports that. A couple of things we haven't talked about real quick. Monarchs, they have some great stuff, too. I've always <sighs> been impressed. They have had some great jerseys yeah is that all you too uh so the actual jerseys worn on the field has been developed by the equipment managers um some of the stuff that we've seen coming out this year like we had the inclusion jersey that came out that was designed by rachel green who's part of our special olympics team uh, or special olympics program um you know the pride the pride jersey that that's one of my favorites the monarchs pride one that we did this year um there's a there's a military one that i think we're going to be launching soon um all that stuff that you saw introduced this season specifically has all been designed in-house by nick osterhout who is part of the wasatch legion he with the wasatch legion is the main support group for for the monarchs right so nick actually came to me a few years back with uh um with wow i don't know the right word to say for ideas Uh, yeah well he basically just said hey how do we get better monarchs merch and i I was just like i really have no clue (laughs) (laughs) nobody wants it yeah a lot of people do so like 
uh, and that's when we still had our store in downtown Salt Lake. So I was just like, look, I'll just put you on payroll and nobody comes into that store. So just sit down there for eight hours and bring your laptop in and do design work. And that's how my relationship with Nick started, um, was just saying like, I don't feel good about you just making designs and me profiting off of them, but I'll put you on my payroll and let you make designs and I'll pay you. Uh, and then with the understanding that if we make merchandise and it does well, like it's part of the greater good. Right. Um, and so that's how Nick and I got our start and he's now worked his way up. He is my warehouse manager. Uh, he manages my warehouse. And the nice thing about that is he's in a local band. Uh, he's part of the, monarch's main support group he's also part of the real salt lake found council um when it comes to support group with like zach barnes and those guys um if you don't know them they are the guys running around down behind the goal on the south end the capos yeah zach wears the red vest every game um and so nick uh nick has been i have to give him 100 percent credit on everything happening with monarchs merchandise this year with the exception of the jersey worn on the field uh, but we are actually working with nick uh, in 2023 and he's going to be a big part of designing actually the nice the, the jerseys that's next super year. cool yeah cool so um yeah like he's he's super tapped into rsl culture uh, when it comes to some of the like crazy scarf designs and like just like the trooper shirt that we were talking about the iron maiden like we have <laughs> we have a what do we call keepers of the keepers of the holy it's a takeoff <laughs> takeoff of the, the the led zeppelin the black and white shirt with the guy with the wings yeah. Oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah so we did that but we put an rsl jersey on him and he a soccer ball behind <laughs> <laughs> and that was just me and nick being like what if we did this yeah what if we did this what if, like and that's kind of how it goes down is like i don't know how to use like graphic tools on same computers mm -hmm. he does but I have the ideas, and he has great ideas. See, that's what I'm looking for, because I have a clothing company on the side. Yeah. And I can't, like, I have all these ideas in my head. But as soon as I go to procreate, I'm just like, yeah. uh, this doesn't look like so, what I was wanting. <laughs> so, yeah, it, yeah, so that's the long story. But, yeah, Nick's, Nick's, like, fully into Monarch's culture. He's totally into that. The other thing that I really kind of worked on, um, and this was something that I really focused on, in my lonely COVID shutdown days was <laughs> developing actual like core product strategies across like Real Salt Lake, the Utah Royals FC and Monarchs to make sure that we just have the basics covered. Um, and, and, and that's something that I continue to push and drive. But for Monarchs specifically, we have a very unique platform there because we don't drive a lot of revenue through that channel. Uh, we don't drive a lot of revenue through that team but we have found manufacturers that can help us produce super cool product at very low risk, like cost, it, to, yeah. co like costs are low, Closing. minimums are really low. So like we could make one of something. Oh, it, it, wicked. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, so we can order, we, un the one thing I've learned is that sort of that, uh, the, the, the fan behavior at Monarchs. So because we understand the fan behavior and who's purchasing and how much they're purchasing, it's allowed us to, to find the right people to manufacture stuff for us that's super cool and, and unique to, to that team specifically. Um, so I think in 2022, we've, we found the formula. 
2023, I think we're going to lean into that a little bit more and get more support on the team side and get more support like um, on the supporter side when it comes to that stuff. So I, I think that's something that you should continue to see like some some pretty cool like groundbreaking design, some gnarly and, stuff, some really cool stuff but that, that that we can't even do on the Real Salt Lake side. Like, oh yeah, like the Monarch stuff is like. A little niche, yeah. A little it's super cool. Like if you and if you the practice grounds, yeah, well, not even that. It's just like There's super more freedom. Right? Yeah, way yeah. more freedom. Like that. That we called it the all inclusive. Um, so it was a big Special Olympics initiative that we actually started, and Nick didn't even tell me about it. But um, we've worked closely with with the Special Olympics when we had a bunch of leftover like blank jerseys from the Utah Royals days. Uh, and those types of things so that when we have like leftover letters and numbers that have either been outdated or like we just can't simply use them anymore like those are my that's my go-to i give them all the special olympics like nice. greg green um he's an amazing individual um his you know his daughter's very involved kind of in that whole realm and that whole world um and it, it's really sparked this really cool relationship but because of that like you know nick tapped into that and and got her to do some really cool design work that um was some of the best stuff i think we've ever had (laughs) and and you mentioned the royals uh they're coming back the team's announced that they are working on bringing them back but uh yeah so uh the nwsl did come out and say that this deal is happening um all I'm really going to say is that it is an initiative for ownership to have those conversations with the National Women's Soccer League. Um, those conversations are active; they are happening. Um, so, still a bit of ways to go. Yeah, I mean, there's well, the whole cryptocurrency falling apart <laughs> didn't help, right? It was one of their sponsors, and now they are not going to get the, all that sponsorship money. No, I mean the the league the, the league's killing it. Like, yeah, they're growing. Um, I think they're going to be announcing some more expansion teams. I oh, think, fun. I think the, as far as the NWSL is concerned, like, I don't think. Oh, good. We're you don't no think longer. The crypto is going to kill. No. Them? And we're no, okay. I mean, we brought the Utah Royals on because like the league was going to fold if we didn't bring them on and launch them in three months. Wow. Like that's kind of how <laughs> dire it was back, you know, five years ago. And that was two weeks into my position that was like <laughs> announced <laughs> so you got three months go yeah exactly and so uh, but i think as far as the health of the league the health of the nwsl um the you know the support that the nwsl gets spe- specifically on the u.s women's soccer side of things with having players like uh, morgan and rapino and 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 those uh, those ambassadors um, I think it's only done things that are beneficial for, for that league specifically. It is highly unfortunate that we had to lose the Utah Royals. Like, let, none of us were happy about that decision. Like, we, we, like, that team is, I mean, the people who were here when we launched that team, like, hold that team super close to, to, to heart. Like, um, so we're just as I think excited as the fan base to understand that like these are real conversations that are happening. There's possibility, and mm-hmm. that there is a possibility that that team is going to come back. I know that you know in the media and things like that, it, like people have said it's really going to happen. But at the end of the day, until ink hits paper, like yeah, we'll see. Who really knows what's going to happen there? But it 
it's, well, it's I, a it's a reality i think that and you get a ton of kids playing soccer in the state of utah right almost every kid gets at least one shot at the rec league right even if it was in Tell the old days it. and you had to <laughs> play through mud and i think the greats and whatever I, but especially i've seen a lot of girls a lot of girls well kicking I, the ball around i, I think, think it's, it's like Girls and young women don't get opportunities to play baseball. They get softball. How many professional softball leagues are there out there? I don't know. At, at, at the level, at the at the level of like oh the yeah, NWA nothing NFL, nothing like know. Major League Baseball uh, is the, out there. Right? right there's the there's the WNBA. I mean, and that's sister league. That's doing its thing. You right, know, literally that, a sister league. But <laughs> I mean, fo- like football. Like, no, there's no football. Well, no, there was. NFL. Remember the lingerie league? Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, dude. I thought that was just a oh, halftime gone gosh. wrong. Right. Okay. So, I thought that was a nightmare I had one time. So, consider if you take that into consideration, like, soccer is the perfect platform to elevate women and their athletic skills when it comes to things outside of the Olympics and um, WNBA. Like, there, there so, there's no, there's no bigger. I, yeah. In my opinion, there's no bigger platform than, than the WNBA. Than well, no, women's <laughs> soccer. I oh, think oh, women. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant for women. And I, mean, and like, I and WNBA is the highest. He said Olympics woman. and then WNBA. Well, no, no, I think I, I think like, and then soccer. I think I think women's soccer is outpacing that right now. I mean, look at what just happened. Mm-hmm. Where was it in England? That they England, had? the UEFA, the Euro Championships, yeah. and uh, England beat Germany. Yeah, yeah. It's a great game. Uh, yeah, and it, it had like sixty something. Was it sixty eight thousand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It was the highest attendance. Are you Mia? Ha- are you Mia Hamming? Over no, there? no, no, no. Oh no, no. <laughs> the re- I, I don't know this for sure, but she did uh, take she, her jersey she off. She did the at Jessica the Chastain. And, yeah. Oh, okay. After okay, the yeah, winning, okay. twirled her shirt What's over up? her head. Yeah. But, so, but I. I I thought Look. you were saying like wrap this up or something. No, no, no. <laughs> what do you mean? She pulled off her jersey and you know like, swung it over her head. I think it that I was think, freaking cool. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great that we're having those conversations and that like there is a glimmer of hope that that team comes back. I think nothing is better for the Utah market. I think nothing is better for women's professional sports. I think it was made very apparent through uh, huge ambassadors like Mike Watt and some of these other you know major professional athletes you know popular in american sports to really support and and um, yeah do we get all of the watt brothers coming in yeah be, be open are they, are they coming you know, down to... to be open to bringing it back and and even though they may not have involvement with that i think it's very i think it is very apparent that like we did something extremely great at the time we did it and unfortunately that didn't work out as well as we had all thought if we get that opportunity to bring that team back you can guarantee we're going to be doing it like even better than we were before like there's, exciting there's no question about it like it's not like getting back with your ex-girlfriend though right like no, it's, it's better no, ground we'll do it better no, no, let's do it better around. yeah no, it's more like a second marriage you do it better the second time right <laughs> amen yeah, no, amen no we'll do it we'll do it better we'll do it we'll do it uh, you know and i think not just because we feel that we need to do it better <laughs> i think when the timing comes and the timing will be right i think it's going to be like better just across the board 
Like, and it was Brandy Chastain, not Jessica Chastain. My, you said my, Jessica Chastain. My, my apologies. <laughs> I, I had the Chastain right. So no, 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 Brandy and, with the yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much, Thomas, for having us out here. It's been a fantastic conversation. We really appreciate it. I've learned a ton about the the team store and all and a lot of stuff and how it connects to the rest of the team. Yeah, and all it's that fascinating. Yeah. Really cool. And then we are doing a giveaway. Yeah, so we're going to do a giveaway. This is a salute to service month. Um, Major League Soccer has designated August to support military and military service. Um, right now, uh, the team, well, on August 6th, the team wore their camouflage warm-up jerseys. Uh, in the their, white ones? The white ones yeah, in their pregame warm-ups. Nice. So uh, I'm going to leave it up to you guys to give away a prize package. We have nice. the jersey, a matching scarf, matching hat, and matching socks. Oh, jeez, man. Yeah. Whoa. So a big prize pack, about $150. Uh, and then jeez. I'm going to throw this out here. Every month we're going to work with you guys. Um, when the new boom boxes come out, we'll give you guys a new boom box to give out to fans. Oh, uh, so, I'm sorry. So yeah. can we just give that out to coworkers? Nope. <laughs> can, we, can we give that out to coworkers? No? 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 Okay. That's fine. Win. I'll pay the money. Yeah. I'll pay the money. Yeah. I understand. So, so yeah, we'll we'll work with you guys on a month-to-month basis and have new cool things that we're going to be giving out. Um you know, in support of you and what you're you're doing here with this podcast, but also too uh, because I know you guys are going to support us. And oh, absolutely, do, so. yeah, for sure. Uh, RSL over Crawley, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Come on, you Reds. And I, I promise, Brent, I will work on getting you a a flat cap. A flat cap. I actually do Peaky have Blinder. an RSL <laughs> flat cap well, from back in the day, but uh, I've worn it so much. I want to get a new one. I don't want to wear it out. No. All right. Well, I will okay. work. I will work on trying to make that happen. Oh, that wow, would be <laughs> that's a pretty big promise. I mean, oh. he, he, he kind of no, might say it might be the monarchs, you know, because they can do one. <laughs> they can do a little. A little I'll bit take more. it. You yeah. Know. There we go. There yeah. We go. Perfect. So, thank you so much, Thomas. We really appreciate it. And as we like to remind people that this is a podcast for the fans, the most fan-centric podcast. So follow us on all of our social media accounts. Rate us, give us five stars, tell your friends, and as we said previously, listen harder. Right? Listen hard. Listen real hard. <laughs> so thanks Thank and good guys. night. Thank good you, night. Thomas. Have Later. a good night.